Welcome to the Woven Well podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Estes. I'm a certified fertility care practitioner with a master divinity degree. Each episode will cover a topic that helps educate and empower you on your fertility while honoring the deep connection your fertility has with your faith. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Woven Well podcast. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about the pelvic floor. As you know, I work as a certified fertility care practitioner, and so this is something that will come up fairly frequently when working with a client. But I found that a lot of ladies don't actually know what the pelvic floor is, and I can't blame them. It wasn't that many years ago that I learned myself what it is, and I feel like I'm constantly learning something new about it every time I talk with one of my friends that's in the world of physical therapy. So today, we're going to introduce you to the pelvic floor, what it does, how it helps you, and what to do when maybe it's not working that well. But to help us get started in envisioning the pelvic floor, let's first kind of take a break. Imagine you're approaching a hammock on a beach. It's a warm summer day. You can feel the sun, hear the waves, feel that sand between your toes, and you've got your eye on that hammock stretched between two great tropical trees. This is kind of nice, actually, to think about. It is still cold here. That sounds really appealing, (laughs) but we do have actually a purpose with it. So now that you've got that hammock held securely between two trees in your mind, let's use that same image to imagine what our pelvic floor looks like. There's no sand and no sun, of course, but there is a hammock of muscles supported by two strong bones, the tailbone and the pubic bone. And those bones allow these muscles to gently support your bladder, vagina, and bowels especially. This shared system of muscles also means that they're going to influence each other a little bit. This is why maybe when you're having a bowel movement, you may also see a cervical mucus observation. When one relaxes, the others follow suit. But your pelvic floor supports other important areas of your body too. It's a big player in the support of your spine and of your core. In fact, when you think about core, like maybe you've been in a yoga class or Pilates class, they talk about that core and needing to be strong. If you think about the abdominal core and you're kind of envisioning it as a box, you can think about the diaphragm as being the top of that box and the pelvic floor as being the bottom. So your pelvic floor supports your entire core and helps to stabilize and support your spine. So it's actively helping with the force used like when you pick something up or if you need to strain those muscles like when you're exercising. So really it's no great surprise that the pelvic floor is so important and can affect so many different areas in our bodies. Now this may be old news to you. Or it could be brand new. Like I said, it wasn't that long ago that I started learning all about this. And I know that when I mention it to clients, it can sometimes be a new idea. So we already have it down in theory just by imagining the hammock. But it's really helpful to know how to identify these muscles on your own body. I think that the easiest way to do this is to practice stopping your stream of urine the next time you go to the bathroom. 
So make sure it's a setting that you're comfortable in. You can actually sit down and relax, not a situation where you need to squat or something like that. Um, But after you've started to urinate, just gently contract those muscles until the stream of urine stops. You don't need to do it over and over again, or you don't need to hold it for a long time. Just a second or two of holding will help you to identify those muscles we're referring to. And then you can relax again and let your bladder empty itself naturally. And maybe you want to go ahead and kind of explore what those muscles are. You can do that right now, even if you're not using the bathroom. You know, you can choose to briefly tighten the muscles around the vagina as if, like if, imagine you're trying to push a tampon up higher into your body. Or you could gently tighten the muscles around your anus as if you were trying to hold in gas. So all of these muscles are part of your body's pelvic floor. And just knowing what they are and where they are is a great first step. Now, as to how these muscles help you on a daily basis, they allow you to use the bathroom easily and fully, have comfortable intercourse, lift weights and exercise, have a stable back and spine, support a pregnancy, and more. But guess what? life happens. And things in life can take a toll on these muscles, just like other muscles in the body. Like if you're not keeping them strong, then they may get weak and lose some of that function that they previously had. And practically, this could look like leaking a little bit of urine, having to constantly be going to the bathroom, never feeling like you're able to fully empty your bladder or difficulty holding in gas. And even significant life events could have an effect on this. One especially comes to mind, and that is carrying a pregnancy and delivering a baby. So no surprise that this would take a big toll on these pelvic floor muscles. And this is probably one of the most commonly known scenarios, one of the ones that we talk about most often, which is a great thing. I want this to be you know, a common discussion between OBGYNs and patients. But you also don't have to have had a baby in order to have issues with your pelvic floor. For instance, there are many women whose pelvic floor muscles are actually too tight, which leads to significant pelvic pain with intercourse or any pelvic activity. Sometimes it's so intense that inserting a tampon or having a pelvic exam just feels like an impossibility. And also really common things can affect your pelvic floor, like exercising incorrectly, carrying your body differently after an injury or surgery, or even living with a chronic cough or sneeze. So if you're having any symptoms, just don't count yourself out. Pelvic floor therapy may be a really helpful resource for you. So how do you know if your pelvic floor needs a little bit of support? Obviously, if you've heard anything we've talked about today that resonates with you, like, oh man, I deal with that, then you probably would. Um, But I know that it can be helpful to hear all of them in one place. So if you're experiencing pelvic pain, including when attempting to insert a tampon or have a pelvic exam, if you're having pain with intercourse, if you're feeling a bulge or a discomfort or heaviness when using the bathroom, if you're accidentally peeing a little when you cough or laugh or exercise or sneeze, if you're not able to make it to the bathroom in time, or if you're feeling like you're constantly having to go to the bathroom, then it's a great idea to see a pelvic floor specialist. And notice it's not all of these scenarios, even if one of these things describes you. And I'm talking to you too, ladies who delivered babies, whether it was last year or 30 years ago, 
this is not just somehow your new reality that you're stuck with. I've heard so many women just assume that or kind of joke about it. Uh, maybe teachers at school growing up or at church in the hallways or, or Depends commercials, okay? Kind of suggesting that this is just a part of being a woman. Well, no, it's not. Uh, there is actually something that can be done. There is a whole field of therapy set up for this, and that's what we want. That's what we want for you. Um, and we want to get these available resources into the hands of women who need it. So where we would go for that is to a pelvic floor specialist. And this specialist is actually a physical therapist who has advanced certification in pelvic floor rehabilitation. They can walk you through exactly what your pelvic floor issue is and then guide you through individualized pelvic floor exercises and a treatment plan to help correct whatever your issue may be. And I do want to specifically mention that there are lots of exercises that you could Google right now. Maybe you follow an Instagram account that will explain some, but beware, okay? It's really important that you work with a physical therapist that can assess your specific issues and give you a very detailed plan for your specific rehabilitation. Doing pelvic floor exercises incorrectly or doing the wrong exercises for your specific issue can actually be pretty bad for you and, you know, could maybe make things worse, which is really not what we want. So find a local physical therapist in your area that specializes in this. And feel free, by the way, to interview them. Ask them about their training and experience. Ask for their certifications. Ask if they've had patients with your specific issue in the past. And make sure it's someone you feel really comfortable with because they'll often have to do a gentle pelvic exam during that first or second appointment. Now, if you're someone who has had this done before and you feel like oh, you left with the same issues you began with, then I want to recommend finding another pelvic floor specialist. <laughs> they are not all the same, just like OBGYNs and fertility care practitioners and nail technicians and tax professionals and anybody else. If you had a bad experience with one, it doesn't mean all the others are going to be the same way. So give another one a try. I really hope that this has been a helpful kind of pelvic floor 101, if you will. I realize that there's so much more we could dive into, and I really hope to, as we keep talking about more and more issues. But I'm very excited to continue today's episode next week, when we'll actually talk with a physical therapist who specializes in pelvic floor rehabilitation. It's going to be great. You're going to hear all about what to look for with pelvic floor issues, whether pelvic floor therapy could be right for you, and what to expect in your first appointment, like how to actually prepare what's going to happen. So make sure to join us next week as we interview Dr. Rachel Moran. And thank you so much for listening. If you're enjoying the content here, it means so much if you take a moment to write a little review of the podcast on your podcast platform of choice. Turns out that's actually how they decide to share it with other people who may be interested. So I'd love for more women to have access to this information. Thank you so much for joining us today as we continue to explore together what it means to be woven well. 